Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Coffee and Books. I'm your host, Scott. Welcome. Today's book is called The Sea Wolves, A History of the Vikings by Lars Brownworth. It came out in 2014. This is the back cover here. This is a good introduction. In AD, our common era, 793 Norse warriors struck uh, the English Isle of Lindensfarne and laid waste to it. Wave after wave of Norse sea wolves followed in search of plunder, land, or a glorious death in battle. Much of the British Isles fell before their swords, and the continental capitals of Paris and Achaean were sacked in, in turn. Turning east, they swept down the uncharted rivers of Central Europe, captured Kiev, and clashed with the mighty Constantinople, uh, the capital of the Byzantine Empire. But there's more to the Viking story than brute force. They were makers of law. The term itself comes from an Old Norse word, and they were introduced in a novel form of trial by jury to England. They were also sophisticated merchants and explorers who settled Iceland, founded Dublin, established a trading network that stretched from Baghdad to the coast of North America, um, and the Sea Wolves, Lars Brownsworth, brings to life this extraordinary Norse world of epic poets, heroes, and travelers through the stories of the great Viking figures. Among others, Leif the Lucky, who discovered a new world, Ragnar Lodbrok, the scourge of France, Eric Bloodaxe, who ruled in York, and crafty Harold Herdrada illuminate the sagas of the Viking Age, a time which has passed away and grown dark under the cover of night. Okay, so um, this book is pretty cool if you're into Norse mythology and Norse history, specifically the history of the countries that are in that part of the world. Uh, primarily, we're talking about places like Denmark, Sweden, Norway. That is where the Vikings originated from, and they kind of spread out over the years and kind of got involved with other groups of people. Uh, this book covers their history like I said, from the founding of places such as Dublin, uh, which, you know, was, of course, in Ireland and as far away as Iceland and even North America, uh, which until this book, I was recently speculating about whether this topic would even touch on that. Um, and you might ask, why would I be thinking that? It's really simple. I thought that this book was going to talk about, you know, like Viking histories and sagas and what we know. And I guess since 2014, at least when this book came out, we now have a greater idea that the Vikings were indeed in North America. Um, they may not have gotten as further south as one might suspect, but they definitely were in North America, which to me is a crazy concept. Growing up here, you know, when you're a kid, you're taught stuff like, you know, Christopher Columbus was the first one really to set foot in the Americas. But we all know that that was really a lie. Uh, there were other people here before him. Uh, it's just that Columbus got the majority of the credit for it because of the new world and how that was being, like, as we talked about in previous podcasts, more specifically the last one, how, you know, the European continent was exploiting goods and services from other countries around the world and other empires. Okay, so what made the Vikings so crazy or, you know, so good at what they do? Well, for starters... They were good at a couple of things outside of their usual bloodthirsty ways, which you might think of when they first come to mind. They were amazing traders. In fact, that's probably the biggest lesson I learned out of this, is that they were able to communicate efficiently, effectively, and they went all the way around the world 
And, you know, not only were they good at exploring things and discovering new places to live, they were very insistent upon trading with those peoples. Now, this wasn't all the time. Sometimes they did raid other people, especially when they needed to survive. You know, specifically living in colder climates is not conducive to having enough supplies. But what, you know, the majority of this book talks about is that the Vikings weren't just Vikings that murdered people, you know, and they didn't just loot and pillage places like Christian churches. Although, again, that is a big part of their history. You know, it talks about the Norse religion and the Old Norse ways, specifically how Christianity and Old Norse were you know, seen as competitors, especially in kingdoms like Norway, Denmark, and Sweden. But more importantly, it talks about how the Vikings basically went in different directions. So one direction went, like I said, to England and Ireland and Iceland and eventually to the Americas. But another group went separately. You know, they went to places like, uh, you know, the Muslim world, you know, Baghdad. Well, why would they go there? Because they were traitors. And they traded things like slaves, and they traded things like goods and services. Again, the Vikings were a brutal people, and they often fought and attacked other groups of people, you know, like I said, for resources. And sometimes they would take prisoners and use those prisoners as slaves. This is not something we can just glimpse past, but this is just part of the history. And they would sell those slaves to places like the Middle East. Those were some of their buyers. Um, you know, they also acted as mercenaries, which I've found interesting in other people's armies and wars. For instance, in the Byzantine Empire, you know, they fought against Arabs, you know, and they also fought against themselves, and they fought pretty much everyone. That is, I guess, the Viking way. You know, they definitely had arguments about what they should do. Uh, you know, some of their ideas, like I said, are still prevalent in different systems and society today. Uh, but what's most fascinating is if you go to places like Iceland, you know, the language in Iceland is about as close as we can get to what they probably spoke. So that's another interesting factor. Another thing is that Iceland was a great big experiment. You know, it was not a, a country just like, you know, the other places that were conquered. You know, Iceland was a place that didn't really have people beforehand. So when the Vikings showed up and they were there, you know, they decided on a different kind of rule, you know, other than having a king, which was something that was seen as a very large democratic experiment of the time. Um, and there's other factors, too. You know, like I said, they were explorers and went to the North America. So why weren't there more settlements in North America? And it talks about that. You know, things like North America, even though it had greater resources, it's really, really far away from their home base, you know, a.k.a. You know, they had to travel at, at incredible distances, and their ships were not probably built to that standard where they could travel transatlantic voyages just yet. Although they did, as we have seen, make it on foot there, but there's very little recorded history of what, what was there. You know, they probably did run into Native American populations. They probably did fight them. Um, but, you know, most importantly... There wasn't enough people or resources for it to take root, you know. It, it took a lot for them to formulate a Viking settlement. There needed to be enough people and resources. And it was just very difficult for them to get the resources from places like Greenland, you know, where Vikings were, and Iceland, all the way to North America and be able to take root in that and survive the harsh winters and other such places. Again, you know, in places like England, 
you know, there were resources already. So when they invaded, they had the opportunity to use that. But, you know, going to places like North America, while there might be some resources, you know, that they could use, you know, often in the north, the winters are brutal and cold, you know, and they probably did not survive the winter. In fact, a lot of times, you know, people died, they talked about in this book, through disease, you know. The Vikings often are seen as wanting to go out in a battle as their ideal method of survival, but... You know, that is their idea of dream, of Valhalla. You know, that their idea was to basically die in combat if it was permitted. And, you know, this book, like I said, it talks about that concept, but it also talks about how sometimes diseases and other things took a hold. Um, more recently, um, like I said, there's newer and newer discoveries being made every day. There's discoveries about what the Vikings thought about other groups of people, like the Jewish people. Uh, the Christians, what they have thought about, I get, like I said, other countries like the the French, the English, you know, like all these are being discovered and researched and learned about today. Uh, and that's, like I said, primarily because what happened in those countries is that they were eventually Christianized. You know, Christianity flourished, it spread into those parts of the world. The old ways sort of died down and they forgot about contact with other people. It's actually kind of amazing that you forget you have parts of your kingdom, but that is basically what happened. Over time, you know, the leaders change and contact was lost between places, like I said, like Iceland and, you know, where their king was. And as a result, you know, they forgot about it. You know, they were forgotten people for many, many years. Anyway, the whole idea, like I said, is incredibly that Vikings, like I said, did these amazing things, like I said, like travel the world, you know, went into parts of the Middle East and Africa, went into, you know, places like Russia, they went into places all over and had strategies for trading, acquiring money and minting their own coins. Uh, they had their own society. They were highly developed people. Uh, you know, the Vikings overall, very, very good group to learn about. Um, I want to learn more. Uh, and this book just basically kind of whets your appetite for it. So um, I gave it a four out of five, mainly because while I enjoyed reading it, it's too short. You know, it's a it's very quick. It's about 200-something pages long. You know, you can get through it very quickly like I did. And uh, there isn't many books about the history of Vikings. And I, I've always wondered why, but maybe it's because the resources for it are pretty scarce. But anyway... Uh, this, like I said, this book covers famous Vikings, you know, people like Blue, Harold, you know, Bluetooth and all the other people that you could ever learn about that are Vikings. They're talked about in this book. Um, and yeah, overall four out of five, good book. Definitely recommend it. Um, my next book is going to be good. If you guys are listening, it's called Falling by TJ Newman. And it is a novel about an airline, you know, you know, airjacking which I think is uh, pretty relevant in society today. And yeah, that's all for this episode. If you like today's podcast, be sure to share with a friend. Um, you know, check it out. Uh, the Sea Wolves, A History of the Vikings is available near you. I got my copy on thriftbooks.com. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be reading more books in the future, and I hope to share it with you guys. And like I said, don't forget to share this podcast with a friend if you liked it. And uh, don't forget to tell your friends. All right, and have fun and enjoy reading.